Hello and welcome to BTC Radio. I'm Kevin Mitchell, founder of the Business Travel Coalition and your host. Our guest today is Robert Healy, a very frequent business traveler, accomplished executive, and all-around great guy. Today, we will discuss a range of issues associated with air travel for business. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's get right to it. My first question for you is, how would you characterize your profile as a business traveler? Uh, that's uh, pretty easy to sum up. Very frequent. I have a extensive travel schedule, both uh, domestic and internationally. I run the North American operations for a European-based manufacturing company, and my travel takes me all throughout North America, as well as uh, frequent trips to Europe throughout the year, and then the occasional trip to Asia. That's a lot. How have your travel experiences evolved over time regarding, you know, the whole process of finding the right airfares, getting to the airport, going through security, the in-flight experience, resolution of problems or complaints when you when you have them? And what's it like when you book on one American carrier and then you end up on their alliance partner? Does that handoff always work for you? That's actually uh, some great questions, Kevin. Um, I've been traveling for business extensively for approximately 25 years. Uh, it started as a coming out of a small region, regional airport in Buffalo. Uh, they like to call themselves the Buffalo International Airport because of proximity to Canada, but in all intents and purposes, it's a rather small airport. Because of that, you were forced to connect when you're going to virtually any uh, location in the country. That in and of itself is a little bit of a challenge, but you, know, you, you learn to deal with that as time progresses. As I've uh, going forward in my career, uh, I've actually moved because of travel to locations where I could get more direct flights to more locations. Unfortunately, the consolidation of the airline industry has kind of thrown that plan of mine uh, for a, a loop because while they profess to have more direct flights and more services, you tend to actually uh, have less availability and less availability of, of competitive flights when you're going to large metropolitan business areas, say you're going to Atlanta or LA or San Francisco or Chicago or anywhere else. So I've found that the cost of travel has gone up significantly. Obviously, everything rises with, with the cost of doing business. However, with consolidation, you really don't have the competitive landscape that you had previously, and it, it has become a very costly process. I mean, it's a, it's a very large line item on the P&L every single year. So with regards to uh, alliance partners and so forth, that's become a real challenge. Um, I fly out of the Philadelphia area where I live. And of course, Philadelphia airport is a large American hub. Uh, most of my flights to Europe, whether I fly out of Philly or another somewhat regional airport in Newark, if you want to stay true to your premier carrier, which uh, I do have executive status with uh, this particular airline, I'm forced to go through the co-chair partners anywhere I'm traveling into Europe. There's very few direct flights. Now, when you go through the co-chair partnership, you don't get the same benefits as if you book directly with that airline. So uh, while you may maintain certain levels of, of status with regards to what how, how you get on the plane and so forth, it's definitely a different experience. And if you have any changes to your flights, which typically you can manage with your your uh, the primary airline you book with, it becomes very arduous and, and very troubling when you're going with a co-chair partner. So it's it's definitely made for some interesting travel stories. Very interesting. Uh, you just mentioned connecting flights. 
in, in the sense of, you know, they're a problem. And, and that brought to mind a conversation when I first met you a couple of years ago where you were saying that when you hire, and I, I guess you do a fair amount of hiring over time, when you hire yep. someone, you carefully analyze where they're flying from in terms of cost and connectivity and, and all of that. Could you speak to that again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, when you're, we, we work in a technical, uh, my company works in the technical field. So you have to have highly qualified individuals that are uh, representing your company to your, your customer base. The challenge is when you're looking at hiring somebody, you have to really look at where they're located because just like the uh, story I mentioned before about you know my early on a career and having to connect everywhere, well, those connections cost money. It costs time and time is the one limiting factor we all have. So if I can't get my representative in front of my customers, uh, I have to take that in consideration. So if I'm looking at two qualified candidates and one lives in, I'm going to say Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the other one lives in Atlanta, Georgia, well, the cost of travel to the relative regions does come into play when you look at the overall hiring experience of, of the individual. You know, everything is down to the bottom line. And if it's going to cost me 20, 30, 40% more for air travel for one of the individuals, well, that weighs very heavily into the hiring decision. That's a fascinating perspective. I don't think I've ever heard it from anyone other than you, and it rings so true. Let's switch gears a little bit. What is your reaction, you know, leading off with Dr. Dow being violently removed from a United Airlines flight, followed on by some other Mm -hmm. incidents? How does something Mm -hmm. like that happen, and should we expect more of this? Until you change the culture within the domestic air community, I think you are going to see more of this. And what I mean by that is those are the ones that actually get played up because someone is there with a camera phone to capture it and it makes social media because these incidents happen all the time. I was walking through the Philadelphia airport uh, two weeks ago with my family coming back from a vacation and there was an incident right in the terminal of a uniformed employee of an airline, not going to mention who, arguing with a passenger, which led to a fistfight right in the terminal. I do believe that there is a high level of pressure that is put on the employees of these airlines, which in turn is ratcheting up their anxiety in dealing with customers. And, you know, for customers, air travel isn't always easy, especially when you have connecting flights and worrying about baggage and say you have family members involved. It it can be a little bit of an arduous uh, situation. So now you've got two sets of anxious people trying to make their point. And if the employees of the airlines are not trained properly in how to handle those situations, then I really do believe it comes down to training. It comes down to, you know, are the airlines committed to make the experience better for the consumer? And if all they're worried about is bottom line profit, which of course every business is driven by profit. I've I've mentioned that earlier, but part of profit is making sure the customer experience is proper and welcomed by the consumer. And if you're creating a, an environment that has a high level of stress or you inherent to it, and you're ratcheting up that stress because you know, you've got uh, metrics that are put in place to make uh, airline personnel more jumpy and more anxious, you're creating a cauldron for problems. And I think that you're going to see more of this if the airlines don't invest more highly in training of individuals and and possibly in their selection process of the people they put in front of the customer. You know, I mean, there's a lot number of industries. My industry, we do personality profiles. Make sure that person is met well for that job. 
And if those individuals are not, you're going to have challenges. And then there's positive aspects of that too. I mean, I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I was interacting with a, a gate employee. Uh, it was an American uh, uh, employee and she was very gracious, very nice. I told her so. There was another gentleman that had come up that had caused a bit of an altercation and she handled it with abject professionalism, just was dynamite. And I made a comment to her saying, boy, I wish all of your people were, were as well-trained as you are. The other person sent me a thank you note for just being nice to her. That to me was a wonderful example of, of a properly trained individual working with a consumer, working in a challenging situation and providing a positive outcome. It, it can be done if people put the, an effort into it. Well, that note is just an excellent example of the way it should be done, as you said. Did you say that was American Airlines or it was not? No, it was American. It, it was. was American. That's that's good. Yes. Well, is there is there a reason, given that uh, kind note, is there a reason uh, for hope that U.S. travelers will get a better flying experience going forward? And what can or should be done? One can hope. <laughs> One can hope. Again, I, I think I mentioned just uh, training. I think uh, uh, employee selection, making sure people are geared properly for their jobs, putting the uh, investment into properly training employees. I mean, don't just make them functional for a job. The great Warren Buffett had a comment about any of the businesses he runs. Because if you want to be successful in business, delight the customer, not just satisfy the customer, but delight the customer. Because now you're creating an advocate. And I think any business that wants to continue to survive in a really challenging environment, challenging cost environment, challenging uh, competitive environment, you know, the government has gone out of their way to make sure that uh, the airlines have become very profitable. And if you look at uh, airline stock now and you look at the, the P&L statements of them, they are exceptionally profitable. But at what cost? You know, I mean, when, when you asked about my early travel experiences to today, you know, going cross country now, you're forced to buy your own food. Now, if you're lucky enough to be upgraded to, to business class, well, you know, they used to actually serve you several times throughout the flight if you're doing a cross country flight. Now you're lucky if you get one meal. And if you're sitting in the wrong seat, even in business class or, or first class, you don't get the availability of the selection. If you're in the front row, they might start at the back and your availability might not be there. So, you know, they're, they're really cutting costs at the expense of the consumer, not at the expense of their own bottom line. And I think you make the experience a little bit more pleasurable. You have people come back again and again. I mean, there's no way they can actually check and see what their loss revenues are, okay, by people that choose to drive versus fly. There's no metric for that. But I guarantee, and I know personally, and I know other business people that I deal with, that they're willing to drive further and further distances to avoid the hassle of air travel. It's a, it's a conundrum that they're going to have to face at some point in time. Well, it's an excellent observation that they, the airlines cannot measure the business traveler that used to go to Atlanta three times a month and reduces it to once a month. Bob, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, just this. I hope that... Uh leadership in the airline community are adherent listeners to your uh, program because I think they would get a better view of what's actually taking place versus what they see from the metrics of the spreadsheet. Business is good now, but some of these things that we've discussed today could have a very serious long-term impact on the profitability and the business of the airline industry. And that should be considered in all their decisions. Bob, thank you for your many insights today. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Well, that's it for this edition. 
If you would like to see someone special invited on the show, email me at mitchell at businesstravelcoalition.com. For the entire team here at BTC Radio, thank you for tuning in.